When you're at a wedding and somebody begins to do the conga line, <laughs> how many of you are like the first to jump in? Raise your hands if you're one of the first that will jump in the line. Okay, how many of you would like rather hide under the table when the conga line comes by you? <laughs> but if you think about that image of that, I want to talk about discipleship. But the image of the conga line going through the wedding, it always takes one person who's kind of nuts, right? And uh, that person, it doesn't so much depend on them, but it depends on the first one to follow them, right? So if, the, if there's just one person dancing around crazy, it's not a conga line. But if they can get one or two people to begin to follow them and they go throughout the whole wedding reception, sooner or later, person after person after person joins into that line. Now, some people don't want to do it at first, right? So they're kind of going by them and inviting them. But after the line goes through a few more times, some more people begin to join it. And people that are a little bit more reluctant begin to join it. And the idea, hopefully, is that everybody at some point gets into the line and ends up on the dance floor. And we all get to enjoy this beautiful celebration. So I want to use that image for discipleship. Jesus is the first one to start this new line, this new way of living. We hear in the Gospels today that he's going by the sea and he begins to, to see these fishermen and invite them into the line with him. And then they begin to join him, first two and then another two. And they begin to go out into the world performing miracles, healing the sick, uh, raising the dead, exercising demons. But it all begins with this call. And not only is the call important, but the response is important. The saying yes is important. I remember growing up throughout my life, I felt this call to priesthood from the time I was in second grade. One of my parents' friends came up to me after my first communion. She bent down, she looked at me in the face and said, you'd be a great priest one day. And I remember bowing my head in shame because I didn't want to be a priest. Uh, I thought priests were boring, and I thought uh, mass was boring. And if you know me at a little bit at all now, you know that I'm not really boring. Um, but I, I said no all throughout my life. Anytime I would hear the call, sometimes they would say it at mass during the petitions. We pray for calls to the priesthood and religious life. And, and I used to say, no, God, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And uh, there came this one summer, my older brother, Bobby, was actually thinking about priesthood. And uh, he was going to make this retreat at the seminary. So um, when he told my parents about this, they asked me what I thought, and I'd never told anybody I thought about it. And so I told my parents, well, actually, I've kind of thought about being a priest and felt the call, and maybe I should make this retreat with him. So Bobby's like me. He's a little bit scared of brain. He forgot to tell me when the retreat was. And uh, it was a Friday night, and I was, I'll never forget, I was in my bedroom. One of my friends was already over. I was in college, and I was getting ready to go down to the flats, all right? So it was a Friday night. We're going to go party in the flats, have a good time. And I get a call from my brother, and he says, hey, are you coming on this retreat? And I'm like, no, is it today? And he's like, yeah, it's today. And um, I felt like if, if I didn't say yes in that moment, I probably would have never become a priest. And so I remember I hung up the phone with him and I went out to my backyard and I prayed and I said, God, if you want me to do this, um, I'll do it. And I remember looking up at the sky, it was evening, so the sun was setting and it was beautiful and I just had this feeling of peace and of hope and of <clears throat> like joy and adventure. So I remember going up to my friend and thinking for sure he's going to talk me out of it, right? And we're going to go to the bar. 
And so I, I went up to him and I said, hey, um, I, there's this retreat. I, I don't know. I feel like maybe I should go. And he goes, yeah, you need to go. And so I went. And from that moment on, I began this wonderful adventure of priesthood and this life that has uh, been so good beyond anything that I could have imagined. And I think about all my years. I'm a priest 17 years and the different parishes that I've been at and all the people that have been part of my life and the friendships formed. And um, I just wonder, what if I would have said no? What if I would have said no? And yet Jesus continues to call us. At a funeral of a man that um, he didn't have any family, and his friends were actually the ones that arranged for him to um, have the last rites. And so the funeral was coming, and I thought, well, there's, it's going to be very small. There's not going to be anybody there. He's got no family. And I had the funeral, and the church was absolutely full. It was completely packed. And every single one of them were his friends. He was a teacher, and so he, over the years, taught people and encouraged them. And this whole church was packed by this one man's life. No family, but all of these friends who had become family with him. We hear in the gospel today that Jesus is going by these fishermen, and that's all they knew to do was fish. And so he invited them and said, come and follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And so they began to follow him. Each and every one of you are his disciples. You've already been chosen. He's already working in your life. But he wants you not to only be his disciples, he wants you to be fishers of men. He wants you to go out and find people in this world who do not know Jesus, who do not know this wonderful adventure of our faith, and he wants you to take them by the hand and to invite them into this journey. Now think about that. What if we were like that man that invited all these people into our lives, that invited all these people into the church. And the day that we die, the day that we have our funeral, what if the church was packed with all of your people that you have called to be disciples? Because Jesus, if he didn't have disciples, he would just be this crazy guy, right? But he invited them. And just like at a wedding reception, when somebody starts the conga line and they go around and some people don't want to do it at first, and you kind of have to go around again and maybe invite them again. And that's the way it is with discipleship. We have to constantly and continuously invite people to join this line, invite people to join in this adventure of our faith. And there's so many opportunities that I think um, we miss because we're not constantly thinking, can I invite this person into this joy? Maybe it's because we're not even sure if we want to invite them because we haven't really experienced that call or that, that depth of love for God. We have the, this year of the Eucharist, uh, this Eucharistic revival, so that we can have this encounter with God that is so profound and so joyful that we can't help but want to invite other people into this. One of the things I love about this parish is that I have experienced over and over and over again. Uh, you put me by shame, uh, to shame, by the way, because I'm sometimes too afraid to say, hey, I'm the priest at St. Matthias, come to my church. But you do it. I've seen so many of you people and so many guests and visitors here because you simply said, hey, 
St. Matthias is a great place. Come. And all it takes is, is that invitation. You don't even have to say or do much more. Just say, I'd love to have you come. You're called to be fishers of men. Discipleship is not just about us following Jesus. Discipleship is also about inviting other people into this wonderful adventure. So as we celebrate this Eucharist today, may we just ask God to set our hearts on fire in such a way that we not only want to say yes, but we want to give other people the opportunity to say yes. And then I just ask that, he, that you ask him to place on your heart anybody in your life right now that he may be asking you to call and invite into this adventure. And little by little, like the conga line, more and more people will be invited into this space. More and more people will come into the church. More and more people will know the joy and the excitement and the adventure of this wonderful life that we have in Jesus. It is an adventure. But in order for us to experience the adventure, we have to be willing to say yes. And we have to be willing to ask other people to say yes. And sometimes that all it takes is simply reaching out your hand and saying, will you join me?